Here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. Because you're weak and deep covered. And you? You're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 326 of the Sit list. I am one of your hosts, Raj Dolachai, and my co-pilots for this incredible journey. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch. The man who used to play a mean bass guitar in Guitar Hero when we used to rock out. Mr. Les. Never wanted to play guitar, but just Never bass Never wanted guitar. to play guitar. Drums? No, no. Drums, vocals, very, and bass. Les is the very content bass player that would just rock out, even get to expert on Guitar Hero's bass. And I said, dude, hit up the guitar. You probably kick ass. Nope, I'm good. Oh, there's that's for the Patreon members. Yes, uh, we're gonna get to that in a second, Randy. Uh, Randy put costume. up a picture of Boo's costume uh, for the Halloween birthday extravaganza that we had. Um, but speaking of that, um, I already said Boo. Already, I already introduced you. King Tom, how you doing, buddy? I I got in a chair so I could do this. Oh, and it doesn't make noise and it doesn't like sink down. Wow, so King Tom, you do sound better. Thank you. Yeah, oh, I like it. Better. You sound little so things. much better. Sounds yeah. little relaxed. You, yeah, you sound way more comfortable. I'm very comfortable. Great. Speaking of comfortable, Randy, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm so comfortable right now. I'm so glad that Tom is with me on this comfortable journey. Yeah, Life's I about comfort. Comfort. It really yeah, is. It's about custard too. And frozen ones. Speaking of frozen custard, what's up, Eric? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> buddy, I'm great. <laughs> Everything's awesome. Fantastic. I'm glad everybody's doing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We, uh, first of all, thank you for tuning in 326, but we had a great weekend. Um, some of us, I hope that Eric and King Tom did too, but uh, Randy, Boo, Les, and I, uh, we did a celebration of my birthday and Halloween at the same time. We went to an 80s bar right down the street from my house, and and uh, we had some familiar faces that some of you listeners would know. Steel Saunders was there. Sal Perales showed up with his wonderful wife, and um, we had a bunch of our friends and family. It was a great time, but Boo and, and Brittany Brown, of course. Uh, Boo and Brittany, uh, their costumes were were straight out of Let's Get Physical, Olivia Newton-John video. It was a tribute to her, I think, um, without them even knowing uh, but they got the outfits from a thrift store, right, Boo? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Randy, for the Patreon members, would you want to put that picture back up? Of, oh, I would of, gladly do that. Of Boo and, and all his glory. And what you're going to see in the chest area is not fake hair. That no. is his real garden then, right there. That's Check right. It. 
check that outfit out. It was Look a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, it's just, I think the like the big part, like you just got to get is right there, just like there, just look at the chest there, just going. Look at that cleave. <laughs> He's got some that. cleave. That's right. He's got Harry cleave. cleave. <sighs> yeah, that should be your, that should be your gamer name, Harry Cleave. Harry Cleave. cleave. Oh yeah, Harry that's Harry, uh, that's, that's a bad mental one. image. Oh yes, <laughs> that was um, that was Sal and and his wonderful wife Liz, and they were just mm-hmm. as blockbuster employees, which was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> less dressed as less, which was a big, big hit, evidently. And um, Randy did like a half-ass fucking costume. Yeah, it was horrible. Part. What uh, was it? This is great. All right, so there's a uh, for the uh, patron viewers, for the people who are oh, just yeah. listening. I'm showing a picture of Araj and Lorraine. The Lorena's uh, costume. We were Slash and, and Axel, by the way. And they didn't win the contest. No. So they brought up this envelope for the winners who were like the Scooby-Doo team. Right. So I go, I run, I run over to the uh, the bar. I'm like, I need an envelope, piece of paper, something. So I write like winner on it. I give it to Araj. He's all oh, cool. And he turns it the opposite direction because he's so wasted at the time. I don't even remember you doing the camera. this. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I sort of got, I don't even remember that. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that's when that was happening. Yeah. But it was cool. We had a great time and... um um, thank you for everybody showing up and thank you for everybody that sent nice Twitter messages and stuff. Um, but for the non-Patreon members, maybe we'll put that up on our website or something somehow, some way, uh, some of the pictures. That'd be cool. <laughs> You'll be able to see it a lot better than you did just <laughs> the patrons did. Just now. <laughs> I'll tell you that. If, yeah. if, if only we had some sort of technology that allowed you to just put <laughs> right. the image that was on your computer up there. Slow down there, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Listen. Right. We're running Commodore 64s over here, Eric. Come on. Oh, I got an Amiga 128. Oh. oh. That was epic. That was epic. Amiga. Friendly computer. Yes. That's right. Well, guys, how's other than the birthday, uh, did you have a good uh, weekend, Eric and King Tom? Uh, Eric, how about you? It was real good, man. I, I actually took the week off work last week and just hung out. Staycation, which was great, and managed to knock out some, get some things done around the house for a change. That was all right. And uh, yeah, it was real good. I waited. So I didn't go to church with the family on Sunday. I sent them on ahead. I was on vacation, man. I didn't go there. But I did it. So because I had some electrical work to do, I had to turn power off to a section of the house. I'm like, this way I won't have to listen to them, bitch. The whole time. (laughs) Oh, there you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. How about you, Keith Tom? Yeah, it was good. Kids had a good Halloween. I did the same thing I did like nine out of the last 10 Halloweens. I just uh, wrote not Penny's boat on the palm of my hand. That was my costume. Oh, nice, nice. I got a nice text on Halloween night from King Tom saying, how many times are you going to Jose Feliciano's house? Oh. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> ah, that's funny. And uh, this year, no, I, I, said, went, I said, when are we going? And how many oh, when, oh, when are we going? Yeah, when hey, are we going and I told him I only went five times this year. Uh, I should just show up there and see. He's still alive. I wonder if he's still giving out that stuff. I doubt it. For the people that didn't that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I used to go as a kid to Jose Feliciano's house, uh, and he's obviously blind, so we, we would, as kids, go repeatedly because he would give out $5 bills, um, and he lived in the same area that I did. So, um, yeah. So that's what we did. It's awful, man. I know. There's a lot of kids moving to this town every year. It's like <laughs> we get more kids every year. I don't, I don't know what's yeah, going so yeah, that's great. So everybody had a good weekend. That's fantastic. If I sound a little nasally, it's because I am. I got like things are spreading around these kids in school, man. 
um, getting all kinds of sinus infections and this other thing that's taken over respiratory mm-hmm. RSV uh, virus. RSV yeah. is like taking over California, um, you know, uh, hospitals and yeah, it's the, awful. It's a the state worst, of emergency. The worst one is when your kid gets uh, foot and mouth. Yeah, he, my foot kid, and mouth, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, oh, they already got it. Malik uh, got it. Malik got it two weeks ago. Okay. And when you hear it, you're like, the end of the world. Like, what the f is this? And then you look up pictures on Google, and you're like, oh my god, sweet Jesus, what is this? And and it, then sometimes awful. you can get it. Yes, very rarely adults can get it because the kids yeah. get it from putting toys and stuff in their mouths. So right. Um, luckily, adults don't do that very often. But he's yeah he he did he had a mild version of it he got a fever and just little bumps and he's over that so thank God that didn't get really bad so that's good but when you hear mouth foot hand disease you're like <laughs> what the shit is this mm-hmm. was was that stuff around when we were kids I don't think so right I mean polio was but was this was this around <laughs> yeah man hand foot and mouth disease yeah, yeah I don't remember right. that it was around okay. Maybe we still didn't know the street name at that time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A man, a kid in my neighborhood last year had it real rough. I saw him and I'm like, it looked like he had jelly all over his face from the distance he was. I'm like, oh my gosh, buddy, what are you eating, Benny? (laughs) (laughs) And his mom's like, oh, he's got here. I'm like, oh, well, you're, you're, you're dirty. I'm just kidding. It's super (laughs) common. It's just how it goes, man. (laughs) You're a filthy child. Get out you of must face. keep an awfully gross house. <laughs> uh, I could laugh because my kid had it. You guys can't. All right, guys. Guys, let's uh, go through the shenanigans real quick so we can do box office and all that stuff. And please check out SithList.com for everything that is SithList. Patreon is a click away. YouTube videos are just on the site. You don't even have to go to YouTube. Just watch them on the site. And you can check out our merch at T Public, and everything is right there, plus pictures. Check it out, Sithless.com. And um, other than that, I think uh, we should jump into the box office. What do you guys think? Did you guys watch anything good at all? No? Good. No. Well, while you're thinking about it, let's roll. Here's Johnny. I know it was you, Fredo. I, I think we did a Pacino... Didn't we do a Pacino uh, imitation the other day from Heat? You could get killed outside walking a doggy. That's right. She got a great ass and your head all the way up it. That was actually how would Cosby say it, though? Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. (sighs) My wife could be you. Got a ass like pudding pops. Mm. There you go. You know something? I don't. I won't go long on this. But one yeah. thing I find super curious is mm. that in the the trial, when when he ended up getting, uh, okay. he was found guilty, and then right. the, the whole thing. Camille was furious, and she referred to the victim as those bitches, and because she's not denying the fact that he boned them, mm-hmm. right. At she's all, just because that's that where their relationship is. Right. She's like, I know he screwed them. Well, who cares? Yeah. She, he thinks they're just man. I'm like, that is the weirdest dynamic. I, I don't listen. I'm pretty open minded, but I don't think I could live like that. Well, <sighs> that's why she's Come sorry. You. I derailed the show. Oh, I, completely unrelated, but I forgot, and I want to mention this. Uh, Sean Hoffman. 
the guy who built the Blue Harvest website, and all, he he was rolling through St. Louis with his beautiful girlfriend, Madison, and I got oh. to go down and hang out with them by the arch. They are exceptional people, man. Oh, very cool. Man. It's good to see young, younger people. I say that like the, you know, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. They're so grounded and level headed and grabbing life by the horns and, and right. doing stuff, man. Good on them. They That's are cool. awesome people. It's always great to meet people and that listen to us or that we listen to and find out they're great human beings yeah. themselves. No, you know, it could, it could go either way. Bro. Here's something that's going to freak you out. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Here are the things that Sean Hoffman is super into and Madison, but mostly Sean. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Bluey. Oh, shit. And Taylor Swift. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I said this earlier, but if things don't work out between mm-hmm. him and Madison, oh, I'm moving in on him. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about Nick when he said, hey, man, I just want to let you know I love hockey. I love Star Wars and I'm Persian. <laughs> That's it. Let's do it. I'll leave Lorraine range. right now. Yeah. Game over. Sorry, boo. And he plays bass. We'll still be friends. We'll still be friends. Yeah. And he plays bass. That's right. So he, know, he probably knows some musicians. Yes. That's right. Exactly. Ah, well done, Eric. How's everybody else uh, other than uh, anybody see anything good? Let's go over the box office. But you guys said you didn't see anything good before I uh, talk about it. Black Adam's drop off. No, I, I saw something pretty cool. What'd you see? I started watching uh, The Watcher. Dude, that's the one that I was trying to tell you guys about that's on Netflix, right? Yes. It's based on a true story. Did you know that? It's based on no. true events. Yes, that's- it is, Les. That's what's freaky about it. I haven't watched just it yet. Cre- it's it's too just much in love is blind. It's not too. It's okay. So there's like horror elements, but it's not like horror. It's just yeah. suspense. Like you're yes. just like, okay, who's behind this? What's going on? You don't know who the. You don't know the. There's just so many different angles. You don't know who the bad guy is, or if everyone's in on it. If right, see, it looks know, creepy, just, man. Is it just something that they're overextending, like? Mm-hmm. what's going on here so yeah i started it. it's pretty good good i'm good i'm glad it's good because it, the great actors yes that's for sure um the one that i was gonna say that i started on hbo's white lotus is it white lotus uh, heard of that i, st- I started uh, won all kinds of emmys this year i started like two or three episodes i just haven't continued because i'm pretty focused on love is blind season three <laughs> yeah it is what it is it is what it is, Eric. I know. I tried. I tried to stay off of it, dude. But it looks like a bunch of people didn't stay off of Black Adam because it was number one again. At $27.1 million, it's made $111 million domestically, and it's made 139 internationally, $250 million worldwide. They don't think it's going to make 200 domestically, though, and they were really banking on it. So... Um, yeah, I don't know how that's going to go. Tickets to Paradise, I also saw 75% of that in the background. That is George Clooney and Julia Roberts. And let me tell you, not good. Oh. Not, not good at all. Even if you're big fans of those two, which Lorena is huge fans of those two. And I like them. They're cool. Um, very cheesy, a very romantic comedy, but not. Writing wasn't good. And it's like watching them trying to act out horrible writing is just not fun to see those two like 
great actors and actresses do that. So, yeah, tickets to ride, no, don't do it. Pray for the devil. That's number three at $7 million. I don't even know what that is. Um, Smile at $5 million. And Halloween Ends at $3.8 million has made $60 million. I think that's a big bomb for the Halloween franchise. They usually make a lot more than that. So there is your top five at the box office. All right. So, yeah, um, nobody else watched anything? King Tom? Boo? Anybody? No? We're all good? Randy, no. you're usually got something going on, no? Still watching The Walking Dead. It's horrible. Oh, mm. yeah. That's such a sad case. Really is. I'm still going to watch it, too. I, mm. I'm uh, six episodes now behind. I guess every week it just keeps going up. But, um, but I know that something that wasn't horrible, and that was Andor, and mm. I think we should jump into that. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to The Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. So, yeah, let's talk about Andor. Good night did they crank up the heat on this. I mean, everything is on the edge of your seat, banging right against the ceiling kind of thing, where I've wished every episode had 10 more minutes in it when it got to the end, but this one especially. I couldn't believe the tension that they were they created in this. And to me, the episode seemed like it was about 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. But yes. it was it was so good. And I mean, there wasn't like a bunch of action. There wasn't a bunch of fighting. Mm-hmm. But there there's so much intrigue and so much story and so many plot lines that are obviously converging as we speak, but still individual things, whether it's Cyril and his mom and mm-hmm. his interactions with ISB or Cassian in prison and that whole scene there and Mon Mothma. And Vel, who we find out are at least referring to them each other as cousins, and that which was a shock to me. Yeah, that was a cool surprise. And uh, yeah, dude, just the whole bit. But rather than like jump through the show in sequential order, let's just talk about like what happened in each area of the plot lines. So, first and foremost, with Cassian in prison. I thought it was really cool how he's hit the wall as far as we got to get out of here. This is, we can't, we can't do this. They find out that there's something that happened on an, another one of the floors and that's what they're trying to communicate with each other, with, with each other through the tubes. And then there's all these rumors and they can't get a straight answer. Right. In the meanwhile, this guy, Olaf, the old guy that's in their crew has less than two months to go in his sentence. And like, he's starting to, falter he's having like cognitive issues and all of these things uh, which in the course that ends horribly but the amount of uh, abandon hope all ye who enter here Mm -hmm. you know it seemed like oh as far as prisons go this isn't bad it's clean they you know you just have to work and all of this stuff but they're torturing the people right and left and it's not just a physical torture, but a psychological torture as well. Because just because of the fear. And now you find out that a guy got released and then brought back in, in a different spot. And that's what started this whole uprising. And it made me wonder, I don't know that, that happening. I, I felt like 
why did the empire do that? What did they think was going to happen that he wouldn't say, yeah, I just ended my sentence and they walked me out the door and back in on another floor. And here I am. Didn't the doctor say it was a mistake? Yeah, but it still, that seems like a, that's a very pretty easy mistake mistake to avoid. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it's almost makes you wonder if this was a, we're going to do this so that we can blow this thing up and go in and massacre this group just to remind people we're in charge because well, I, I got something totally different out of it, Eric. I what got you, that. What was your, take? I got that, that this is exactly what they do. They recycle their people into different levels and, and they accidentally recycled the guy back to his own level or whatnot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he started Running his mouth. Well, I guess that doesn't make sense because if you recycle no. somebody, they would all they would constantly talk shit. Yeah, it's it. like send him to another facility. Facility, at yeah. least because he made it sound like the same guards walked him out and then walked him right back in on a different spot. Yeah, that's interesting. Is that what you were thinking of that too, Boo? You're shaking your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was it was some kind of uh, why would there be such a an uproar if the guy wasn't recycled properly or like like you said you know why do if you saw the same guy you'd be like dude that guy was just released you know you know whatever 400 shifts ago or something like that the motherfucker's back but it it made me wonder like why why would it how would that cause i was like well then that guy's got to be but it, everybody must realize shit we're screwed why not just mm-hmm. go nuts yeah. now and that's kind of thing. And they're like happened. well fuck it everybody gets fried everybody's dead can't have that shit. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. can't have them spreading the rumors Bingo. out that that's what they're doing. Right. That's because I mean, how I got it. You, you want to talk because that's exactly what will happen. As long as they're dangling the carrot of hope of getting out, it's right. just like, put your head down, do your shifts and mm-hmm. ride this thing out, get in the groove, sleep, work, sleep, work. And when Cassian is asking uh, Kino, who, you know, Andy Circus character, how many guards are here? Because, he's wanting to try to figure out a way out of this and he's already plotting. It's like, okay, well the elevators does this so that they, the little lift doesn't conduct electricity. So what we'll do is we'll get in and we'll, we'll stop this thing. And he's trying to explain to him, they care about us so little that they're not even bothering to listen to what we're trying to plan. But that seems like maybe that blew up in their, you know, that notion that Mm -hmm. that's the case turns out, listen, they annihilated an entire group of people. because of rumblings they heard yeah but yeah and to see andy circus's shift or kino shift when ulof dies yeah which i that sucked the way they tried to like hold him up and cover for him just to Mm -hmm. get him get him through the shift we'll get him back to his cell and get him in bed it was really commendable uh because you i I like the progression of andy circus's shift because it was happening we saw it happen uh, throughout yeah episode and what? uh oh i have cool. a question um how old do we think the guy the, the character or the uh prisoner was that got reintroduced to the prison mm. oh i don't know because mm. we're looking at Olaf, who's old mm-hmm. and he's trying his best to just get he's like i'm almost there i'm almost there uh he starts to crack and then before before you know it he's gonna die but it's right. like what if this person was just a little bit more resilient? Because it's either it's one of two things. It's either they made a terrible, terrible, stupid ass mistake, mm-hmm. and just like 
shoved them back in there. Possibly they were going to, maybe they do recycle the prisoners and they don't let them out, but they were supposed to probably send them to a whole different. The first level or something. Not even a level, like off that rig. Like, let's get him off that rig, but somebody probably just put him in a different, different line. And then he went, you know what I mean? To the next, to the second level. It's like, wait, I, I, I just finished my ship. And then it's like, wait, you were in level four. Yeah, it was level four. I was supposed to leave, but they put me here now. Then it turns into what we can't even get the fuck out of here. Right. Like yeah. no matter what we do, like it's it's either that or like you know, I said before, it was just terrible, terrible mistake, dude. And then it's like, no, no, no. And then it's like, oh, gotta kill you all now. Which let's just go ahead and jump to the other part where they just they captured the rebel pilot and they were just like, hey, we're just gonna kill him and like ding his ship and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let it right. float, yeah. dude. Let's get it over with. Let's go. Chop, chop, everyone. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Uh, Deidre is so calculating. And so when we see her and she's got Bix and mm-hmm. she's interrogating her. Right. And they tell him, we've got this thing with this Dr. Gorst. Who, God, that guy needs a punch in the face. <laughs> this torture system that they've developed where they go in and wipe out this species this these people mm-hmm. and they emit this sound that's basically like pleading that's what he tells them and then they just play it to him and they they manipulate it and enhance it to make it like more soul crushing yeah and uh you see bix and she's like a slobbering mess at the at the end and you know is that effect permanent and all that but it just one of the things that bix said to deidre is you you get off on this yeah, apparently you enjoy, you enjoy this yeah and and it, appear, it appeared like she did mm-hmm. and their goal their goal is the suffering the and and the people and that, that it's meaningless because the way they talked about going onto that planet and wiping these the indigenous people out mm-hmm. it was just like we had to get, yeah man the empire's got stuff to do we ain't got time for that exactly and and to see that coldness and that callousness yeah. it's not hard to see why luthan his thing is is we've got to get the people to where they are not only we have to manufacture them being downtrodden to an extent by inciting the empire to go do this stuff but also we just need them to understand what's actually going on everywhere right under right just right past their view and i mean you knew the empire was bad but dang man they they are really doing a good job of showing the depth of it and also making it realistic that is one thing about this show it's all realistic from the Mm -hmm. standpoint of good versus evil the people the bureaucracy the whole bit it's all so realistic and that is a cool take on star wars last week some butthole wouldn't quit running his mouth about how the floor being able to shock him probably wasn't correct because that's not how electricity works but um yeah he's he's not complaining about it as much okay this week He, he went off a little bit well listen yeah, I'm in time, but uh, <laughs> it's a good plot point. That's all that matters. But w- the whole thing with Deidre and then with Cyril coming yeah, that was that was interesting. And King Tom, he, you've 
I've really liked your take on the dynamic with him and his mom. What did you make of this? And especially him coming and stalking Deidre and her using that word too. Yeah, it it rem- it was very realistic, and he is a fascist fanboy. And I don't know if that's mm. because of he was raised by that woman, or just because he's that shitty of a person. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw someone online saying, you know, if you've ever been stalked, that scene was scary because that's exactly what it's like. Oh. And you don't want to drop any sympathy for Deidre. Um, you, you don't. But it was like, okay, <laughs> what is what is Cyril doing here? And, you know, wh- why is he doing this? Because... You know, yes, he wants his his job back, but also there's a part of him that's into her because she is what he yes, wants to be. That's right, sexually, right? That's the vibe I, I got. Man. I got a sexually, I got a sexual vibe, dude. On, on that, it. but also like, you know, he he was the one who made that whole mission, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to take down Arendor at the beginning because it was a small infraction, and you have to, and that's what fascism is. And she right. is what he, you know, he wants to be in her spot one day, I think. Right. So it's right. it's probably a little bit of both. But well, yeah, I think it turns him on that she's that way. Well, because yeah. one of the things, the word that he used during that whole exchange was beautiful. Right. Yeah. And he was referring not only to her physical mm-hmm. appearance, but the just the length she's Everything. going to do right. this. Yeah. And that's, that's when, that's when the panic started with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I can see... I could see that. And, you know, for her being in the ISB, finding out that somebody's been monitoring your movements and you've not been aware. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, she's thinking about the fact that they're, this is what they're doing to Cassian's mom. They talked about mm-hmm. having people stuck there mm-hmm. for the the length to keep an eye to see what she, what her next move is. And that's what he's been doing to her. And oh my, I, you know, I'm wondering, is this somehow one of those things where she's going to, after the initial shock wears off, she's going to realize the value that he could bring to whatever nefarious schemes that she has? Or is she going to be like, we need to hold this guy's head underwater till he stops squirming? I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Anybody got any thoughts with that? I hope she kills him, but I don't think she will. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Hmm. I think we're going to see him advance. Yeah, they're going to go to they're going to go to Smash Town. I, I hope. I not. don't see. I don't see like the uh, like the sexual. I don't see the appeal don't see in that it. moving forward. Mm-mm. I don't think she wants it, but I, I think he wants it. Uh, I, I question if they have sex at all in the in no, no, they, no. Oh, in the Empire. Like I feel oh, yeah. like if oh, you're in yeah, the yeah, I mean, I'm the sure they do, but sex. like it's um, crazy. Yeah, stuff. exactly. They're it's just the like crazy stuff. Yeah, because they're so rigid and they want to make mm-hmm. sure, like especially these two. Uh, I, I feel like Cyril is destined to be blown to bits. We're gonna get to see him blown to like, you know, just on a vessel. He's destined to be set on fire in either an explosive so. way or yeah, a, really. Or I want him very, to choke um, on his cocoa puffs and his blue cocoa. Puffs like honestly, it. yeah, you, that's all I see. I just see this dude in flames or. Just wow. something's gonna blow up, and he's it right flies. in the middle of it. Dude. That's all I see. You know, so you you guys are saying no cereal for season two? Is that what you're saying? Maybe in season two we get. Uh, so, so here's here's uh, 
I thought this shot because you you know after it when you do like what we do where you analyze yeah, movies and thing. stuff you realize that with very few exceptions and it's typically because it's crappy uh filmmaking everything that happens on that screen is for a reason and it sure. always comes back around as soon as they say something along the lines of come back home safe i will you know they're gonna die <laughs> it's just it's like it's a given yeah. but at one point when he's at the table and his mom is talking to him and he's like, I've been promoted and so on and so on. They made a point of the one piece of cereal falls down on the table and he saw picks that. it up and they don't even show him. It's his hand in the bowl and he throws it in there. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, there's a lot of allegory you could put, put on that. I, I, I'm just curious to see what happens with mm -hmm. it. But I wonder, because of what they were planning to do with that Imperial pilot, what I could see happening is they end up staging a thing where he appears to have been killed by insurgents. You know what I'm saying? That Deidre right. would set it up to where, like, let's murder this fool and leave evidence behind that it was, you know, Cassian's group of rebels or whatevs. That's something that she could end up doing with them. This must be really low, low on their radar for, for the Empire because isn't King Tom, isn't Thrawn out and about doing this kind of thing for the Empire at this time? Um, not really. At this time, I think he's in, still in the Academy or he had just graduated the Academy. He does, oh, okay. Okay. He does know Yolaren. Yeah. He knows Yolaren. Yeah. And, and Yularen backs, backs him, backs him up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yularen's like his kind of patron. That's right. Will. Yeah. Um, and they're goes working the with the um, price of Lothal. Right. Price. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But he's out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is. Somewhere. Uh, and so with the other thing real quick, with that whole torture scenario like they don't even have to let us hear what this sound is which i'm glad they didn't because yeah, the it, because then when she talks about how in some of the voices appear to be children, children my and God. Uh, but just the sheer terror that that puts in you and then you see bix reacting to it mm -hmm. that sold it yeah she did she yeah, is a she's, good she's actress great. she's great man and i don't know man that was just what and then they're like the shop owner right well, it turns out he didn't know anything. Yeah, I want to hang him, though. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. And she Make said, sure. you're not going to believe me anyways. And she's like, no. Yeah. So we're just going to torture you either way. Yeah, you're right. There's, I can it's tell you happen. everything, and you'll still, <laughs> yeah. you'll still wonder she's if like, I yeah. told you everything. Yeah, you're going and, through uh, it. So it, then the other real plot line in this one was uh, Vel and Mon Mothma. And, well, and it starts out with the... It, Vel being the rich girl, she's selling it big time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that's like what her whole thing's been is the, the, the spoiled Paris Hilton deal and with a little more decorum than when she was like doing her reality show. But, you know, she's loaded and she's walking around with fine clothes and doing whatever. And she's like, you need to stick to that for a while to take the edge off. Because Mon Mothma, Luthen is like the tie in there. She's like, what does he have you doing? Well, I can't, you don't want to know right. kind of thing. But I did find it interesting that the daughter, whose name I cannot recall, 
straight up mentions the fact that the, what's his name her friend from chandrilla who's trying to help her figure out how to move that money around and now she was worried that she's going to get caught with this four hundred thousand credits we got to figure out a way to cover this up right the daughter refers to him as mom's old boyfriend with right. that hint of me so <laughs> i have a feeling that that something's gonna happen there and oh and the other thing she said is yeah, if your father will let you wear it. She said he lets me do whatever I want. Mm. Oof. Yeah, so, yeah, there's that's like a, a powder keg right there. Uh, yeah. so, so Val, obviously Val and Mothma come from tons of money. Right. 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 And so seeing Val willing to... There we go. I was waiting for it. Mm. Uh, what? Oh, that's money, you're a bitch, girl. We're not calling you a bitch, Val. I'm just saying. She's a rich girl. Ultimate uh, yacht rock band, by the way, Australians. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, anyhow, yeah, they come from money, but the fact that Val is like commandos it up and lives in dirt and mud for months. Yeah, that's pretty cool. On end, and that like this whole thing is a facade, but she sure cleans up well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she does. Yeah. She does. Very impressive. Yeah, it that that's a really cool dichotomy that they've developed there. To me personally, in this entire thing, there are zero minuses in all of this, and I can't <laughs> decide what what storyline in all of that is the one I'm most interested in because I feel like it's all of them. Whichever one's on the screen at the time is the one I'm most interested in. I'm not even wondering about anybody else until it switches to them. Well, yeah, but. you can pick and choose. That's why I call this the Lost in Game of Thrones of Star Wars. This is a, this is like the formula that they use. You're so invested in it. You can pick and choose what character. Even like, yeah. like I said last week, even you're worried about fringe characters now. Like mm-hmm. Andy Serkis's character. I want to know what happens to him. And we well, he becomes Supreme Leader Snoke, obviously. Well, obviously, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Well done, well done. But yeah, I mean, they have they have us now. For we're invested in all these. Yeah. And there's only things. three more. Remember know, after they showed the first two, and we're yes. like, "Yeah, man, there's ten more left. Yeah. Everything will be fine." Mm. <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh no, there's only three I left." Of course, my employer will be glad because I'll start coming to work on time on Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my gosh, I, anybody got any like parting thoughts on this? I just I'm blown away by it. I liked. Uh, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say to reiterate what you were saying, Eric, I like how analogous everything in the show mm-hmm. is. Like everything can be traced back to something that we can see in the real world, which is often not the case in Star Wars. Yeah. Most times not the case in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things they mentioned is that the pilot was, he- it wasn't the the rebel pilot they got that was headed to caffeine. Is that who they mentioned was somebody was, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is, that's where we see Andor shoot that guy in the back at the opening of rogue one. Oh, mm. that's caffeine. Yeah. The rings of caffeine. And so oh, the rings of caffeine, yeah. that they mentioned that place, which, uh, and that's not like, he, he, they said it, but it's, it's just cool to see that. Yeah. That's a hub of something that they're keeping an eye on. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, pretty I wild, can't. man. It is pretty wild. Pretty it's wild. It's such a good show. Yeah. 
yeah, it's it's really really good. And I don't know, seeing that torture and it makes you think about how like how it went to in A New Hope when Leia's getting ready to get tortured and you see yes, the door. Exactly what I. They thought. did the same shot too. Yeah. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, that's that's cool, and I, I like that. I don't know. I just like the way they're doing the radio drama has that torture scene with Vader and Leia. If they play it out in there. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. A lot of screaming. Not good. No. Yeah. Um, Leda is uh, Mon Moth's daughter's name. Leda. 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 See ya. But anyhow. Oh, wow. But yeah, hot damn on this show, man. Yeah. So... Wait, what was Les going to say, though? I was going to say I really liked oh, how yeah. they – it's cliche, but they pulled it off probably with perfection in how Andy Serkis's character as a shot caller is just like – in this episode, he's still trying to maintain. He's still doing his best. You see him start to lose it, too. Uh, you see him start to crack mm-hmm. a little bit as he's right. just trying to, like, you know, sh- keep toe the line. Let's do this thing. And then when he finds out that it's not – that they're, you know, it's not what it, he thought it was. And, you know, and then he also just sees how they don't care. Like, we Cassian's yelling, they don't listen. When he sees how the guy just, like, does what he does to Olaf, and then that's it. And he's like, all right, you hold his shoulders, you hold his feet. And it's like, yeah. And then for him to just, you see the switch, and you're like, okay, now more people are getting into it. It's, yeah. Once you like, get one of the big dogs to, like, really buy in and it kind of you know it does what it's supposed to do so he was probably he probably reached that rank because he did believe in the system and thought that it was fair and then eventually he reaches that point where he sees something he's like okay obviously i've misjudged this whole thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. great ending too the way that they ended it yeah his complete switch yeah 12 12 to 13 i think he said right he said 12 12 there's never more than 12 never Never more more than 12 12. Yeah. yeah yeah But, oh, geez, very good. And the fact that the, I'm surprised that they've cast Cassian in the prison as as long as they have. Yeah. And I mean, I realize yeah. that sounds, it's only been two episodes, but I kind of thought that that is a situation yeah. that would turn over quickly. Absolutely. But it's worked so perfectly that it hasn't. Yeah. It really does. It's, did anybody get the sense that they were possibly, okay, maybe not breaking out Cassian, but it, it was under attack? When, oh, they, uh, when they wiped oh, when the, the second lights, floor, when they oh, when, when the they, power went the out, prison. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought for a second, I was like, that that could be the that could be the case, yeah. Right, and then just I was like, oh, that would be a little bit too much. That would yeah. be just a, that would It'd be kind too of, tough to do that. Yeah. Well, no, it would. Yeah, exactly. And it, it without people going really, really, yeah. they put right. together. They they went ahead and put together. The well, they've they've set it up for us, like, like the foreshadowing of uh, the initially when cat when Andor went in. The troop, the the one storm, not stormtrooper, but one imperial officer wasn't showing up. He wasn't there. He was late, and he gets in, and Cassian's looking at him like, "Okay, he's analyzing everything." Okay, this guy, yeah, yeah. you remember that? So that I yeah. thought right there, it, things were going to happen that episode. But oh yeah, you knew. Said, yeah, it's like yeah. okay, he's planning his escape already. Yeah, before right he gets there. In there. Well, the way they were talking about it, I thought that they were going to do it. Yeah. All right. Right now, when this yeah, gets halfway, right. he's like, no, 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 calm down. They've been pretty good about like uh, not um, having you have to suspend your disbelief too right. much in situations like uh, Mont, the Mon Mothma scene in particular. When we watched it last night, and she's talking to her ex boyfriend, whatever his name is, about uh, getting the money from the 
the drug lord now bat yeah. like well you don't have to do it yeah like it that seems like and then he's like do you want me to look at other options they already considered the fact that they're going down a road that they're obviously going to take yeah. But they realize that they have to kind of like have a back door just in case to so people aren't like, well, why didn't this do something? I want to see this gangster, dude. I, I wonder who it's going to be and can't wait to see him. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. gangsters are always cool. Yeah. And of course, the gangster wants to do the gangster thing, which is, now I'm going to come to your house, man. I'm yeah. coming to your house. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, you tell me where to be at. I'll be right there. Mm -hmm. It's like, no. I'm going to make you feel okay. uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Dinner time is going to be crazy because he's going to be looking at hubby like, Oh yeah, this guy's. A That's what a head of this cartel would do. You know? I want to meet the family. <laughs> That's like yeah. Gus Spring yeah. showing up, and he's like, "Yeah, exactly." <laughs> he's no. like, "I brought chicken." No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, she's gonna know that all it takes is Gus. this guy blowing the whole thing wide open to yeah. her family, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a trip, man. Yes, we glad. Well, so listen, just so that we don't spend the entire show talking right, about it, right. let's jump off and talk about uh, Tales of the Jedi, which came out yeah. last Wednesday, and we all have had a chance to watch it, yeah? Except for Randy. Randy hasn't seen it, but... Um, I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it either. I apologize. Oh, that's all right. So, it, it, out of the two arcs, we had the Ahsoka thing and then the Count Dooku one. Mm-hmm. King Tom, which one did you like more? I far preferred the Dooku. Um, you know, it, it, we haven't really seen much of him. And we got information or it, it, it was a progression of, you know, we, di we didn't see when he turned to the dark side, but we saw his justification, at least to himself, for leaving the Order. And I thought the stories were very well done, especially that, that last one. There was a ton of tension there. Um as far as the Ahsoka arc, um, you know, the, fir the first episode that you, you, when I saw at Celebration, I thought that was good. The second, I saw how it related to the final episode of the Clone Wars, but at the same time, it felt like d a deleted scene from um, Clone Wars episodes. And then the third one, I thought it was okay, uh, but my issue with it is that it told the story, you know, we all, there was a lot of material that it was tell it t took from the Ahsoka novel, mm -hmm. but it told it in a different way in that um, it, it left out total characters and total locations. And I, I'm, I'm torn on when they do that, because if this is supposed to be one big Star Wars story, I, I get the idea of seeing different viewpoints. But at the same time, they left out total characters and changed around the order of Thing, the way things were happening and, and it, it devalues that other material I think and it felt like well this is Dave Filoni's character he could do whatever he wants with her because that doesn't happen with you know in, in other media in, in other Star Wars media so I, I had an issue with it yeah and that that is something I was torn because on one hand I didn't dislike the Ahsoka novel mm -hmm. but it wasn't superb Right, yeah, I, I feel the same way. And I think this is one of those things where, and, and I feel like Filoni said something along the lines of, I didn't know if we were going to get to do any more Ahsoka stories, so I wanted something with her story to happen, and we had this novel. Uh, but now that I've got the chance to do this, this is what I wanted to happen instead kind of thing. And to me, I wasn't bothered by it, that they didn't make it exactly like 
the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the design of the Inquisitor was really cool. I, so did I. wished mm-hmm. that he hadn't, like his end hadn't come so quickly. You're right. I, I just, I don't know. I think that it'd be cool to see that character pop up and antagonize Ahsoka in the future, but her fighting style during that, which we are actually looking at the screen right now and just her calmness was really cool. And it reminded me quite a bit of what Luke was doing with, with Kylo Ren on in the last Jedi when they're on, um, whatever that planet was called, uh, crate. Right. It reminded me of that, you know, where he dodges under the saber. Cause that's what she does at first. She just, takes it in, lets him attack, and then when she's got the chance, takes advantage of it and ends it. Just cut and dry. I did like seeing how that training montage that King Tom was talking about led to hopefully this will pay off and it's when it shows her being walked through the, the onto the bridge of that or onto the cargo deck of that big ship from whatever that episode was at the very last, uh, the clone Wars season seven. Yeah. Where they've got a, con- he's trying to convince these clones that he's captured her even, you know, and he's already like in the know and everything. So that was cool, man. The Dooku one, it, surprise, surprise. We find out that he's the one who deleted, uh, oh, come on, Camino from the archives. And right. he did it using Sifo passcode which tells you that he's the one who ordered the clones probably as sifo whenever that whole thing happened which <laughs> really makes you think about the fact that the jedi were like well somebody ordered this clone armor we didn't know anything about him. it yeah bring him on in surely nothing can go wrong with this yeah yeah but uh to to realize that he's the one that did that and then have him end up uh, it being Yaddle of all people who sees that something's going down and follows him and finds out that he's a minion of this Sith Lord. And she doesn't, I don't, I don't think she realized it was Palpatine. No, but, I don't think so. But no. she just no, knew she now she's seen this and they're like, we have to kill you. Yeah. And, ultimately that's what happens and me personally i thought it was kind of weird that they go through the whole thing where she's fighting him and she's in like that doorway that's curved at the bottom with all the big teeth the interlocking teeth and he uses the force to slam it down on her Mm -hmm. and somehow she lives right and uses the force to lift it up victoriously straining with all her might and you hear like this this thing that starts out like the force theme i the music was very good in it very good but then she comes out of there and just plops down exhausted yeah and he kills her it's like that that seems like kind of a waste she should have just stayed in there until they left i guess live to fight another day but uh one thing let me let me ask your take on this. Here's Yaddle, right? The only other uh, being of whatever species that she and Yoda and Grogu are. And one of the things Luke asks Grogu is this guy that I knew who is like you, he spoke in riddles. 
Did, yeah. d- does this, do you remember something like that from your home planet? Well, Yaddle just talks like everybody oh, else. Yaddle's, so is Yoda yeah. just weird? weird? Is he, yeah. <laughs> is he trying y- to be mysterious? Yoda's just, he's just fucking with everybody. What yeah. He's doing. I thought that too. I was like, dude, this, this chick is like perfectly speaking. There's no backwards talking or riddles or anything. Yeah. I, like, I, I thought that was interesting. But yeah. So let me ask you guys this that did see. Does mm-hmm. Tales of the Jedi have much rewatchability for you? Uh, I think that I enjoyed the Dooku episodes way more than the Ahsoka episodes. Um, I thought the first Ahsoka episode was cool, but it's just your typical Clone Wars, you know, kind of episode. I mean, it's cool that we see her origin and how she survived and whatever. Right. I felt like I was watching Ice Age. But the Dooku episodes, um, I thought they were like, it was like art. It, it was so well done. The music was great, especially that yeah. second one. And for him to talk to Qui-Gon and kind of give Qui-Gon the sense of, you're not in this alone. I believe you, even though nobody else does with this about the Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. I thought that was amazing. Him um, grieving Qui-Gon, staring at that tree. Um, and I, and in the both episodes, just in those 15-minute episodes, you see why... He was pushed to where uh, Sidious manipulated him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it fills in holes. And it's such an interesting story. So I really, really, really enjoyed the Dooku stuff. I wasn't expecting me for me to like that stuff as much as I did. Yeah, there's a lot to unfold in it. And so I yeah. do think that like f- just for that purpose alone, the Soka stuff, yeah. to me, I actually enjoyed the story. But you saw yeah. it. There's nothing. There's no mysteries to dive That's into. That's right. Exactly. It was all. It was cool. It was what cool. it was about was right on the surface. And right. This, but I did think find it interesting, like in that second Dooku episode where he's with Mace Windu on that planet mm-hmm. and uh, a Jedi has been killed and they figure out it's by these people and their reasoning behind it after they've killed everybody but these the last guy, the last two guys. And when Dooku's talking to him at the prison where they have yeah. him, he essentially tells him, look. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. He your says method- you're not wrong. Your methodology may have been yeah. skewed, but right. you're not wrong. And so that's when you realize he is very at odds with what right. the Jedi are doing. And you sort of see that view of like what Rafa and her sister were saying in the Clone Wars, where when they were with Ahsoka, that the Jedi served the Senate. Yeah, they don't the serve the people. The yep. Jedi are under the impression they serve the people, but the people, when the rubber meets the road, don't see it that way at all. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you you start to see how once they announce that the Jedi tried to overthrow the Republic, people who were disenfranchised by that situation, which was way more people than you would think, yeah, we're like, oh, good. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, good, good riddance. riddance, you buttholes. Yeah. yeah, and that shows you Sidious's plan was genius mm-hmm. from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah, good. It, it definitely good. shows the Senate being so corrupt, and the Jedi just being puppets, and that they just they keep reinforcing you, pushing that narrative to you, and and you're like, you, at one point, you're like, I get, I get why Dooku did this. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh. So jumping forward, we saw that it looks like the acolyte has started filming. 
Yeah. So that's that's Very cool, cool news. I really, especially after seeing like the the entire thing with Dooku and all mm -hmm. of that leading to yeah. Sidious to find to see what goes on before that in the the Sith is going to be Nito Benito. Yes, yeah, going to be red. And I'm, I I want to avoid spoilers with that. Me too. Like knowing that it's going on, that's cool. But once it gets yeah. into like, I don't want to know anything. Like Andor, I had no idea what the hell's going on with Andor. So right. it's been great. Uh, and so one of the other things you'd put in the show notes. Yeah. So today they announced that there's some Black Series figures coming out that are like one of the ones that they showed is Vel, which looks really cool. Yeah, Vel looks cool. I am, and I haven't seen that one. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I have seen that. I don't have that picture up. Yeah, but um, it, it looks great. What all has been announced in this wave? I know Mary Jade has, right? Mm -hmm. And so has... I, the only reason I put it in the show is because Darth Malak is in it. I just want representation uh -huh. for my son. But, like, for me, those characters are cool. You know, yeah. this isn't the first Mara Jade they've done. No. But... uh I think this might be the first Darth Malak they've done. I think it is. Look at him. But, but, but we come down again to the thing is available for pre-order. The Vel figure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Next it's year. like, for God's sake, I like I I see it in the part of my heart still. It's like, oh, I want to get that. But mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want to get it. Because it's going to be a year later. And by then it's like the Kenobi stuff. I, I pre-ordered. I'm canceling all of that, man. Right. I don't, yeah, because the, now I don't the care. Excitement's gone. Yeah. The heat, yeah. The heat's off. And I'm like, yeah. I can have some clarity on my decision-making and be like, and, no, <laughs> I can live without this because I'm looking around at stuff. I've got sitting here that I, that ha hasn't been opened still that I said I was going to open. And watch Val be dead. By the yeah. time this thing comes out, it's not even going to be in season two, and that shit's going to be out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like having the Razor Crest be the HasLab project. Now, it is dope. I'm looking at it right now. It is a great toy. Yeah, I wish I had that. I but, right me, you know, it's like they fund it, they, and then one episode later, the thing gets blown up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's so shitty. And then it took, because of COVID, it took like a year and a half for them to get that thing made and get right. it fulfilled. But yeah, it was so it was so disappointing. Uh, but yeah, so here we are with these cool figures, and we can't get them still. Like, like so today, my celebration exclusive, which wasn't a celebration exclusive, the John Favreau heavy storm or the heavy Mandalorian. It's just that same exact figure with John Favreau's head on it. Oh shit! Yeah, okay, it came today. And I pre-ordered that at Celebration because that was their big special announcement. Right. Was that figure. And I, my buddy, Metsy, who was, was in Chicago with me, he texted me whenever I was there. And he's like, are you going to get this? And I said, yeah, I think I'm going to pre-order it. And he's like, what? You mean you can't buy the figure <laughs> yeah. at the con? And I'm like... See, you're thinking exactly how I'm thinking. And he's not even into collecting. He's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. That there's no special figure you can purchase there to take home and be like, remember when I was at Celebration? Because I thought to do about, that. Orlando yeah, had it. Yeah. I thought about canceling that thing about 20 times right. during that time. But I'm like, you know, I've got that stupid George Lucas Stormtrooper. You know, having the creator's head on figures is kind of neat, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of but. Cool. But yeah, I mean, man, 
I, I, that's just disappointing to me because I sort of miss being excited about collecting that stuff. I, you know, I mentioned last week I went to go see Cruiser and we went to this toy store that is a lot like Saga Toys, the one I always talked about going to. And it, one of the things you have to do when you're in a store like that, if you want it to be there the next time you're there, is buy something. Mm-hmm. You have to. That's how those places stay open. Right. And while we were there, two different people came in looking around. I mean, one of them was Cruiser and didn't buy anything. And it's it's like I bought a Black Series figure and then ended up buying Amanda this uh, uh, Stranger Things, Eddie Munson, that she was floored, man. She was so happy. She squealed oh, cool. like, <laughs> she was so glad. But if you want those places to be there, you got to buy it. And so I bought right. this Ahsoka, the Rosario Dawson Ahsoka, mm-hmm. just because. But honestly, I didn't want it that bad. <laughs> But I wanted to, you know, right. support your local. Toy yeah. Store. And yeah. Um, I miss feeling excited about that stuff. Like, it, I'm going to go through and start selling a lot of my collection, which there's some good stuff in there. There really is. It's not like, oh, this sucks. But I just realized that this isn't for me anymore. Right. And it, it, there will be very little, like, parting sorrow with it. Because of specifically how it is now trying to get stuff. I'm like, whatevs, I'm over it. The end. Yeah, that sucks, man. But for people who are into it. They took the love out of of it for you. Yeah, but the people who are into it, they are releasing some top shelf stuff. Assuming they don't have to make more than they can sell. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, really this is comes down to. a great mm-hmm. gauge on how many should we make. Mm-hmm. That's one thing for me that when pre-sales sell out, it's like, that's just not, that's, that's not how it should work. <laughs> but I guess we'll see Taylor Swift announced a tour and yeah. the tickets, the pre-sale will be in a couple of weeks and we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. They're selling them I already in the to- secondary market here, 500 to 800 bucks uh, down low. <laughs> And that's all speculation, yeah. On if they can get them, yeah. If they no, can. no, they already got them. Those are season ticket holders of the arenas. Oh, they get them automatically. Really? They're, they're already selling them. Yeah. If you if you own season tickets to an arena, mm-hmm. um, you automatically get those tickets no matter what. Wild. I and most people that. that are season ticket holders, there's well, a lot of ticket agencies have season tickets for mm-hmm. that reason. Right. right. And of yeah. course, they're going to sell it to offset the cost of their season yeah, ticket. Right. Well, right. one thing that's interesting now that we're we're talking about that is the ticket prices were announced and they're surprisingly low. Oh, good. The the let's, like let's the look. um forty nine forty eight bucks to one hundred ninety nine dollars. That's really low. That's and then, yeah, but but then there's like a VIP one that's nine hundred bucks. Sure. And some of the money probably goes to some kind of charity. Yeah, but you knowledge. but like with that, what she typically does is has like a collector's edition merch like for mm-hmm. reputation she had this box that had a video screen on the inside of it and oh, all this yeah, stuff cool. and uh you know but i mean 200 bucks being the maximum for a, a seat you can grab mm-hmm. at an at a yeah. an arena at, show like that at the, in this era that is very cheap for mm-hmm. someone like her yeah. yeah imagine though if you went to that show and you had to uh, pre-order the merch when you were there but they weren't selling it 
<laughs> like, hey, Taylor, here, Taylor's not that stupid. albums out by the time this yeah. gets to you. But. She'll, yeah. uh, she, she'll have her shit together. That's oh, yeah. You know, man, she's also, now that we're talking about Taylor, one of my favorite yeah. subjects besides Star mm-hmm. Wars, is she has all 10 of the top 10 in the billboard hot 100 yeah i saw that it's all songs from her album and you know there's people are like oh that's all just a publicity stunt blah 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 it's all based on on uh yeah streams streams and purchases and her fans i don't understand why people i'm not making an argument against taylor swift but if all 10 of her songs are the top 10 that's a bad sign yeah, of uh, music today. Of music in general. Yes, yeah, right. I, agree. I agree. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. When you have these legions of people whose yes. goal is to it's get to this happen, right. and they go in and stream this thing 24 hours a day from the minute it hits, yeah. and then buy 16 copies of the digital album just to drive up the numbers, because they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. That's, her peop- yeah, her that's people crazy. are die hard, man. Considering yes, yes. like we've never had as much access to the variety of music that we ever have, and to have mm-hmm. one person dominate the top ten, that's that makes you. I don't even know what to make of that. I mean, I know, but I don't <laughs> know how to like precisely right. put it. Right. Well, I mean, here's the deal, though. As a phenomenon, man, you see people talking on Twitter how they muted her name. No, that's yeah. because, because they were sick of everybody tweeting about her they talked they talked about her and the reason i know all this stuff is because they talked about her on sports talk radio today for a half an hour Mm -hmm. i was driving to work so i was like jiminy cricket man yeah she's Uh, a phenomenon yeah she's she's doing her thing yep anyhow anyhow how many tickets are you getting yeah two okay Okay. you should see her over here Dude, I wish. I wish I could, but that's just not, not feasible, man. My cousin Sarah and I are going to go. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you, man. I hope you get tickets, man. I The thing is, man, I, don't, I think getting tickets is a total... That's just a given. You know what you I mean? You think so? Yeah, I do. Okay, because yeah, over know. here it's not... Over here, yeah. it's, it's like, game we're talking over. about a show that we it's like It's like to, getting... Uh, it, it's really, really, really hard. Yeah. Like, you won't get... If I try to get Taylor Swift tickets, there's no way I can get them. Well, it's like paying like absurd prices. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about like in, for example, in Kansas City, she's playing at Arrowhead. Oh, she's playing at Arrowhead. Yeah, it's she's not. This is a this is this is a stadium tour. Oh, she's playing SoFi. Mm -hmm. That's right. This is stadium tour. Yeah, this is stadium. Yeah, that'll that'll be a lot lot easier. Now she's doing two nights in a row at Soldier Field, Chicago. Jesus, and. I've been there, man. It's a it, that thing looks like a space station. Man. Yeah, and I've heard that concerts there suck. I can imagine because you feel like you're way the yeah. hell out there. Yeah. But what's interesting is typically when you see an artist do something like that, and if it's the only two night stop on the tour, yeah. that means it's being professionally filmed. Oh, they yeah, do the two true. nights. Yeah, all recorded too. Well, yeah, yeah, because everything's done to a click. They can have all these different camera shots to compensate Mm -hmm. for like a mess up on one of the days. Mm -hmm. Bunch of, you know, all different audio streams and stuff. But anyhow, Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you got your Taylor Swift fix in, Eric. Thank Thank you you for covering all the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. uh, Boo, uh, going with your bits next, uh, but uh, King Tom is gone. I don't know where he went. Uh, But yeah, hopefully he comes back because... I want him to be here for the segment. I have like a music thing that I want to show you guys that I found today, which is very shocking to me. Uh, speaking of 
music that we just, we just talked about, Taylor, for a while. But let's go Boo Bits first, and then we'll end it with, uh, <laughs> yeah, the music thing. Bits, it better be Bits. Oh, yeah, it's Bits, Mike. It's Bits, I tell you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's Bits. It's Bits. Uh, I just kibbled my Bits. <laughs> go ahead, Boo. <laughs> it never gets old, I think. No, no, never does. Never does. Um, no real segues. No real segues. Okay. We talked about Taylor Swift. You know, I, I, I guess I could connect it to music somehow with okay. this one. Um, the Russo brothers, uh, they're working on a uh, the live action Hercules um, for Disney, and they said mm. that it's going to be a modern musical. Oh, which I think is actually. Kind of cool because I think the the music in Hercules is some of my favorite uh, like Disney movie music. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty good and it has like a almost like it could be like a a live show in a theater, you know, like an actual um, Broadway kind of Broadway thing. show. Yeah, exactly. But there's only one one thing that makes me nervous about their statement is that they said that it's inspired by TikTok. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. So it's gonna be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. So yeah, TikTok. <laughs> that means yeah. that, that means mean? 30, it's like gonna be, clean. yeah, it's gonna be like, watch me, watch me clean these Aegean stables by twisting the river, and then he like, oh, like dances. Oh, and, that's interesting. Well, it'll be so interesting exactly to how see. he performed that labor if they're going with the twelve labors of. Danny DeVito better be in this bitch. Yeah, action. really. <laughs> that would be good. I would love to see him dancing around. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to anymore. He was no, the red he, one, wasn't he? He's doing like commercials for sandwich places. Oh yeah, for uh, yeah, he was red one. Jimmy John's or something like that. Those Jimmy are actually John's pretty funny. They're pretty, he's pretty funny. Good. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh man. Okay. Let's see what else. What else do I have? Yeah, that, that one kind of threw me off. That was one of those late bits where I was like, "The fuck does that mean?" I don't yeah, know. It's weird. So we'll see. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I got to the last part, the TikTok part, and I was like, "Uh, well, I don't know." Moving on. Uh, something else that is actually pretty cool, guaranteed, one hundred percent. Well, one division spinoff, uh, Agatha Coven of Chaos has mm-hmm. cast uh, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, she's going to be in casting. it. Yeah, and yes. They're not sure exactly what she's going to do, but there's there's rumblings that she's going to be the villain. So that's pretty cool. Love it. Yeah. So. Love it. She's, she's great. Yeah, she, she is really good. Um, I think less less than a few other of our listeners are going to love this. Uh, Sandman has been renewed for a season two. Yes. There you go, Netflix. Yeah. There yeah. you go. There's a lot of rumors this- that it wasn't going to be. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. I don't know if there were rumors. It was just like, oh, Netflix is going to play around and see how many people actually watch it. Uh, it has to have a plane about not having a season two. And, oh, look. Yeah. It has to have a season two. You got to, you got to do the what else you do in Netflix and be done with it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I know with, with Netflix, they've been uh, not as uh, generous as of late with, uh, allowing shows to continue that haven't been you know just real bangers so i was i was i was, I was happy to see that you know Ooh. cowboy bebop got smashed oh, fast yeah. Yeah. well that, that got good. shut down quick yeah, so i was honest. like it was like two or three weeks not even a month in they're well, like yeah no, he got so much shit from the fr- from the get-go yeah so so I, i'm glad that's continued um 
something that's uh that's uh gonna be popping off pretty soon which looks great you guys reacted to it uh the last of us yeah that's premiering um on january 15th uh january 15th on hbo and hbo max and it's gonna have nine episodes in the first season great yeah great that show looks good yeah can't wait to do those randy is a diehard fan of that and played it and and i i and i haven't Play the game. I've watched Randy play the intro and blew my mind. Just the intro, and um, uh, I am really looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I want that show to be well received and well done because that'll be the in between for Game of Thrones. That's how they are setting mm-hmm. this up. It's going yeah, to Game of Thrones, the Last of Us, Game of Thrones, yeah, the Last right, of Us. Right. So I want these things. To, I want this to be the show that I'm down to watch in between waiting for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, we just passed Halloween. It says Halloween, and uh, some scary things. We're we're uh, all always part of Halloween. Have you guys seen the trailer for Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey? The uh, <laughs> yes. the, 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 yes. the Winnie the Pooh yeah. horror movie. No, Where are they about I, to do it, another one? Are they about to do another? What are, what are you about to say, Boo? Okay, so. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's it's a horror movie with Winnie the Pooh, where Winnie the Pooh and all the rest of the forest uh, creatures are murdering mofos. So keep that in mind. Um, a horror movie adaptation of Peter Pan by the same writers and oh. uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, Reese Flake Waterfeld. I have no idea who he is, but the same writer as Winnie Winnie uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So wow. a Peter Pan horror movie. This is happening a lot. Yes, it is <laughs> because uh, like these uh, these uh, stories have become um, public domain. Yep. Yeah. So you're seeing like Pinocchio is getting Cinderella a ton yeah. of releases. Where well, you know what, Randy? That, that that Pinocchio is is they saying it's uh, Guillermo del Toro's best work he's ever done. People are raving oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 It's gonna be interesting. A horror Peter Pan movie. Might work if it's I buy not it more. Like yeah, just if it's not by those people, but if if it was like yeah, but I think it would actually have to just be more of a uh, maybe not horror, but like more of a drama. Hmm. Like take the whimsy out of it. Yes, Tinkerbell and fairies can be there, but like actually have like you know real death, like you know Bill Jukes like killing Toodles or something, mm-hmm. and like actually like. Actually back out from you know like yeah exactly like and then the the you know let's make it like a i don't want to say game of thrones damn it but <laughs> i want to yeah. see the crocodile bite hooks leg off man right tear his oh, arm off arm you know, arm peter pan yeah. cut his hand off and be like fuck you and then throw it in the, <laughs> <laughs> beat the I, jam, I, tra- crocodile like that that might work that, I think it's cheesy, work. but I'm always a sucker for it when they flip the hero and villain in those stories. Oh, yeah. Mm, like if you yeah. made Peter Pan and his group the actual villains right. and found the way to make oh. that story work, then that I think that kind of stuff is interesting. What if they yeah. were like children of the corn? Well, That's right. what I was Lost thinking. Yeah. Well, never, Neverland. Yeah, Neverland is uh, not and a cool place, like, dude. I'm trying to fucking yeah. get us out of here, damn it. I'm trying to get my right. ship out of exactly. here. Exactly. Oh, yeah. sh- oh, oh, we, we just wrote the movie. Dude. We just <laughs> wrote the movie. Just make it some like weird story, just, like horror story about Arrested Development. Yeah, that would be awesome. And yeah. then, you know, they, they feed that. people <laughs> crocodile. They feed yeah. people. They Willingly, like yeah. That's the why they're all there, because they know they're going right. to eat. 
Yeah. There you go. That's Hook crazy. tries to rescue kids. Maybe he's like a, a kid that got out. A kid that got out and grew up. And he's like, I'm going to come back and stop this. And rescue children. Right yeah. All right. Hey, right here on the Sith list, we pitched your movie mm-hmm. for yeah. you. Produced um, by the Sith list. That's right. Copyright. Concept creation. <laughs> Patent pending. Don't get the IP. Yeah. Six producers here. There's six <laughs> of us here. We're all executive We're not, King role. Tom's not here, buddy. Yeah, five. Doesn't yeah, five. five. He doesn't he's, count. He's, he's cut. He's yeah, his share is cut. cut. No, yeah, he wasn't yeah. here. We have an idea. He wasn't five. here. Five. Five. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're splitting it. Eric's five. muted. He can, he's not. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Eric's. Yeah, he's, he's cut. Yeah. I just didn't want you to hear me farting. Oh, I've been there. Now we know you did it. Dude, we had some... yeah, knowing that he farts and hearing the fart, two totally different things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody farts. Man. That's like putting on the fucking sounds of the Andor. Oh, <laughs> I, I can hear it happening in my head now. It's even worse. Settle down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Whenever I was visiting and staying in Araj's house, if it hadn't have been for Lorena and Malik, I would have been farting in every room like, <laughs> oh, in yeah. the cupboard so that when he opened them later, oh. it would pop out. Oh, that's disgusting, bro. Little bastard. cupboards. That's Uh, just rude. uh, In the cupboards. And what I would have done is I would have gone in the studio and rubbed your mic on my balls. And then every every time we podcasted after that, I would just get this cheap thrill that I would never tell anybody. (laughs) Oh, man. I I told my ex-wife that I did that to her toothbrush. Oh, I didn't. My God, that would be yeah. horrific. But she, it, we were just joking around, and I said, "Yeah, you know." I said, "Then every time I see you brushing your teeth, I just get a cheap laugh that I would never tell you about until now." Oh, <laughs> cheap, a horrible story. I can't imagine anyone doing that. <sighs> but I did none of those things. Yes, of course. I tried to be the uh, most low effort house guest. So. You help us clean? No. Low effort. I'm a low effort house guest. (laughs) No. Oh, man. We worked our asses off cleaning up after that party. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We did. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyhow, sorry. We totally derailed the show. Oh, no, no. You're good. I was going to connect. uh, I was going to have a segue from uh, one horror movie to the other, but it's all good. Here we go. Uh, Quiet Place. it's turned into a franchise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place has turned into a franchise, which I'm happy about because I think it's pretty good. The second one was yeah. was pretty close to the first good. one. Yeah. As far good. as as far as quality and, and, and awesomeness. Um so uh Lupita Nyong'o, I've heard or I've seen that she has confirmed that she will star in a Quiet Place prequel uh mm-hmm. called Day One. And then I've also seen that she's in talks. So well, there's, we'll feel there's fire. Yeah, exactly. So most likely, most likely she's in it. You know, let's 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 hope so because that would like be great. It. I like that they're making a, a day one movie. Um, they even have like a release date. Should be March eighth, twenty twenty four. So yeah, because those day one scenes were insane, man. They were just yeah. Not, and it's always you know it's always that you know you always see the zombie movie. You Last know, Last of Us trailer has. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you always get that clip of just panic coming out and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Those are always just so intense. So yeah, so I I think that's pretty cool. She was a great actress and um, phenomenal. Yeah, awesome, awesome movie franchise. Now, 
So that's cool. Uh, only a couple more. Uh, something else about people, you know, being part of cool stuff. Uh, Jason Bateman just finished uh, his run on Ozark for Netflix. So he's going to come back to Netflix for a, a limited series, uh, Black Rabbit. No oh. idea what it's about or anything like that. But also Jude Law is going to star in it as well. Oh, my God. That is rad. Yeah. I can see a Raj clicking. I know what he's doing. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. You don't give me warnings, I give them to you, remember, because I can back mine up. And you, you piece of shit, you better watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love that shit. It's so good. Of all your ridiculous <laughs> cutaways, man, that is the uh, best. Fuck you, Jim. That lightsaber at the end, too. That's very good. <laughs> it is good. It is very good. I appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, only a couple more bits. I'll end one with a funny one, and then a and then an actual news one. Um, Kevin Feige, I guess, was asked to run DC Studios before they hired James Gunn and, and Peter Safran. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're going to shoot for the moon, yeah, you might as well, yeah, right? right? Yeah, Go yeah, for yeah. it. I, I, I respect the effort. Yeah, she might be 11, but there's a shot. She might dig yeah, you. Right. Fugly yeah. dudes, you never, yeah, you never know. know. You never know. never know. So yeah. So uh, he politely said no. Oh, and eleven. She might be an eleven. Yes. Okay. Uh yeah. yeah. Please. Okay. That's I was what like, I heard. And eleven. I said and eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Easy. And eleven. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I just got it right now. Jesus Christ. Like, Last horse. What? King King Tom got it before you did. Oh Come my on. God. Yeah. <laughs> and eleven. Okay. Um, one more, one more, uh, last one. Um, <laughs> a vision series titled Vision Quest is reportedly in development at Universal Studios. Ooh, so, this is following, um, the white vision getting, you know, mind effed by, uh, by fake vision. And he's like, well, fuck, I gotta go figure out some shit on my own. Yeah, so, he flies I off. Do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, supposedly, uh, what's her name is going to come back. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is going to reprise her role as uh, Scarlet Witch. So cool stuff. We'll see. We'll see. I think that's pretty, I like, I like the name of the show, Vision Quest. That's pretty good. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, you have WandaVision, then you have Vision Quest. Um, so yeah. It's not about, it's not about wrestling. (laughs) I don't think so. Mm. Matthew Modine's on it, you know? No. Well, I don't know, maybe. Who yeah. knows? For all you eight. Wait, isn't he movies. in uh he's in He's in Stranger Things. No, but he's in um Who was the one running the uh oh no, it wasn't him. Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. Um okay, Boo, thanks, man. That's all I got. Appreciate it. And also reviews for Wanda forever. What kind of for Wanda forever? What kind of for Wanda? <laughs> that's after Vision uh, that's Quest. The next one. What kind yeah. forever have been phenomenal? By the way, been really good. Can't wait. No cutaway scene, so don't stay. I got it from Kugler's mouth himself. There is no, there is no cutaway scene. There's no extra uh, end of credit scene. I don't believe it. He said, "Don't wait." Yeah. They, they wanted to end it the way they ended it because it's supposed to be like kind of like an emotional ending. They I'll didn't want to add to it. Lies. Ooh. It could be lies. Deception. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I know. Every day, more lies. Yes. Don't kill the messenger. Just saying. Okay, so I wanted to play this because I found I I went on a... I don't know, Uh man. I've been been listening to some music lately. and Randy and 
Randy and uh, Steele and I were talking about Chicago mm-hmm. uh, at Steele's son's birthday, Harry's birthday. And I know, Boo, you've seen Chicago lately, right? Yeah, they're awful. In Chicago, in Chicago to me, they're awful? Yeah, they were awful. Okay, so here's, here's my thing. My brother, my brother saw mm-hmm. Chicago as well, and he said it, it wasn't good. And I always have Chicago in two different categories, like the pre-Satera and then post-Satera. And the post-Satera is very 80s. And they did some stuff without Satara that was very 80s as well. Um, but what, you know, one of my favorite songs is 25 or 6 to 4, right? I mean, this is a classic, amazing, one of the best mm-hmm. rock songs ever. So, yeah. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on the stream. So just in case you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, that's definitely not me. But let me, uh, let me move this back here real quick and put this bad boy up here. And let's uh, just like play a little bit so you guys can um, know what song I'm talking about right here, right? Right. It's a jammer. Right? Eric, you would say... Oh, the horns are coming. That's what's so great about this. And that's what Chicago lost. There they are. Oh. It's phenomenal, right? And seeing this live, I'm sure, in in the heyday, it was amazing. Yeah, it's killing it, right? Okay, I'll stop right there. So, when I was listening to the song, I saw there's a different version of this song Mm -hmm. by Chicago in 1986. This is such bullshit that this came out. And it's, it was it became like a whole entire movie. Um, I don't know if you, any of you have ever seen this shit before, but um, <laughs> I'm just gonna let it play. For the people that are listening, you'll hear the song. Is this a music video? Or yeah, it's like a movie music video. I don't remember this in 86. Thank God I don't. Oh, I've never heard this. Right. And, and watch. Here we go. And for the people that are listening, the video is very like Blade very Runner. Blade Runner, dystopian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Asian fear mongering. Yeah. Asian fear mongering. Yeah. Oh, that harmony was tight. The yeah, the vocals aren't bad, but I mean, the video probably does not belong. Okay, so does anybody remember that at all? No, I do not remember it. But I am going to tell you something. That may yeah. shock and surprise you. That you like that? I f- listen. I much <laughs> prefer the original, right. but I really appreciate the unique take on it. Okay, uh, because it was like for the times, and yeah, maybe the instrumentation was cool, and I like the way the tempo slowed back, and they put 
like really some emphasis on having the vocals behind the beat uh to like make this bowling feel and um now what am i gonna go search that out and listen to it again unlikely but i didn't think it was terrible well, it's just so it's such a different take from the original, and it's oh, yeah. such a like '80s ploy. Hey, we're still around, mm-hmm. and, and then after this came out, Peter Cetera came in, and then it became just ballad after yeah, ballad. ballad. No horns, no nothing. But pre 1982, they just have their catalog is amazing. Mm-hmm. They just became a completely different band. Yeah. Like completely, like like I compare them to the Doobie Brothers, but in a sense, Doobie Brothers didn't. They still jammed, yeah. Even with Michael McDonald, yeah. I mean, there's still the music was still great. Um, I can't say the same about Chicago, man. No, I, I, yeah. as much as I don't mind Satara and doing his solo '80s stuff, like he came into Chicago and kind of like, and I know Steel <laughs> hates me for saying this, but um, yeah, I think that was the demise of, of Chicago. They were not the same band at all. Well, he changed the landscape of the band. And it's kind of like, and not to listen, do not get me wrong. I do not in any way think these bands are comparable as far as talent or anything else. Right. But Sugar Ray right. started out as this hardcore <laughs> band. Yeah. And then went to, they got some pop hits and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, but I, yeah, that that's weird. I See, now I would think it was interesting if that was a cover by a different band. Yes, right. I, me too. Me too. And that's how I was trying to think about it in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, if you listen to it that way, then you're like, oh, I appreciate that. That's pretty cool. They're no, not just yeah. doing the same old, same old. No, but at first, I, I, like, I thought oh. all of the horn chart were, were being done as synth, but there were some lines in there that felt like it was an actual trombone because the glissando was too clean. Like the synths back then weren't that good, good. Yeah. as far as sounding realistic. Yeah. But they drowned the they drowned the yeah. horns in this thing big time. But, but yeah, I was just I was amazed. I know that some you know people some of us like the old Chicago stuff. The video is pretty yeah, stupid. Just, it's not a horrible take, but the original song has such good movement. Oh, and yeah, accompanying so parts do so much for that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like the blending and the way everything comes together. Such a good song. Yeah. Like, why you already had something amazing. Why fuck yeah. with it? The, right. The, exactly. That was yeah. my take on the it. The original so good. It, it, the yeah. guitar solos with all the wah and mm-hmm. the horns are just make it. And yeah, it's so good. And that break in the middle when it goes right back oh. in, uh, it's like, oh, it feels so good. It's kind of like China Grove because China Grove has that break and it comes back to the beginning of the song. Bam, bam, bam. I was rocking out to some doobies Uh, in the car just the other day. Now, here's a song that I've been listening to a lot. I have it in my liked songs on Spotify, so it'll pop up. It's uh, 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 Ennio Morricone that, that did the Spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the song The Ecstasy of Gold, oh, which Metallica used to open their shows yep. Always, forever. Yeah. But forever, listen yeah. to the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. so good. And the the movement and how much of that stuff is actually vocal. If you can hear it on the panned hard left, is this this uh woman's soprano. It's like the way it goes but at the end there's these horns these two of them and they're doing this real quick staccato 
but, and it's the skill that that must take to do is mm-hmm. outrageous. It is a killer song. It's that's one of the, the greatest very good songs composed for any any film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes down as one of the best soundtracks yeah. ever. Yeah, so that was a little, little fun little thing. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, I think we lost King Tom for for good. Like, uh, yeah, I hope everything's okay. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Right. King, King Tom, we miss you. I mean, we could text you and find out, but I'm doing it right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think that wraps up this episode of uh, the Sith List. Three twenty six is in the books, and um, Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at List Boo. Fantastic. Less, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at Less is More seventy eight, and also on this podcast and on our Sith List YouTube channel. That's right, Randy. How about you, my friend? YouTube.com slash the Sith list and twitch.tv slash cursing user. There you go, Mr. Strothers. Uh, check out my Bluey podcast, Dinner with the Healers. It's a good time. Uh, my allegedly Star Wars podcast with my buddy Luke Cruiser, The Bad Motivators. Follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mouserat2217. There is for all you patrons that's right there on the screen for you. And Tom Chansky, you can find him at Tom Chansky. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, he is the king of all pods, and you can find him on every Patreon show for any podcast that's actually out on any podcatcher. He's probably doing a Patreon thing for them. You can find me at The Sith List. And guys, thank you again for tuning in, and we appreciate you every single week. And uh, please come back. We'll have some more fun, and I promise we'll have King Tom back. We will. <laughs> So for everybody, we will see you next week on episode number 327 right here on The Sith List. Waiting for